ladies and gentlemen, brothers <coughs> and sisters. In the Lord Jesus Christ, it is so good to be with you once again. What a great service we had last night. The standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional service on last night. And then the night before was even greater to me and better. But we uh, had a better response last night. And so we give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. And so ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. The devil does not want me to tell this, and my wife, Marika White, does not want me to tell this, but uh, even after 34 years, it's the same old, same old on Sunday morning. The devil is busy, and my wife woke up with the devil in her. Now that's a fact. That's the reality. Don't be shocked because you got somebody who woke up with the devil in them on Sunday morning. Trying to hinder the services, not even at the church building, but at the house. That's what the devil does. And so don't be shocked by it. You just keep on praying. You may have to rebuke the devil in the person, using the person as I did this morning, and say right in front of them, get thee behind me, Satan. And as I have said nearly every Sunday for over 34 years, when my wife, Marika White, allows the devil to control her and use her and adopt a demonic attitude and spirit, I know, here's what I say, I know we're going to have a great service today. And I said that this morning. You see people, there's a real devil. And the real devil will use the weakest link. And if you're mad about me saying that, and saying this this morning or this early afternoon, it is only because you got the devil in you. 
you you are you proud just like my wife is proud and don't want to humble down <clears throat> and and you feel guilty you feel convicted because you have done the same thing and you would hate the fact that uh, someone would reveal the truth from behind the scenes about you so uh, and this is all done in God's agape love. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm used to this. Uh, it's just that in recent uh, months, and uh, God has given me the liberty to uh, tell you about it, and uh, for your own good. If she gets saved and changed, that's even better. But that's not the purpose. Uh, uh, my prayers have always been for her salvation. My prayers have always been for God to cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of her. <clears throat> and by the way, uh, uh, we're in the empty nest phase right now. And uh, I thank God for my oldest daughter, Danny, uh, who has really been her sibling's mother, uh, and, and Anita. Both of them have been, they had to do things they should not have had to do to help the children through, help me get the children through. But they did it when they were living with me like champions. And I tried my best to let them have all of the time they need to get married, find themselves, do what they want to do, travel, and because they deserved it. And I and, 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 and I I knew that my daughter Danita wanted to uh, help the others out as well, especially Danita. But Danny, uh, uh, Danny understood what I was doing. I'm, I was trying to give them uh, time to get married, if that's what they wanted to do, travel, have fun, because they worked hard when they were with me. They worked hard in the ministry. They worked hard in the business. They worked hard in helping me to raise their siblings. So there's no better place for them to, the rest of the children to uh, transition into uh, real adulthood as, um, than with uh, Danny and Danita. They're all grown now, but uh, uh, and Danny and Danita and my son Daniel, they all stayed with me a long time. And I was okay with the others staying because they need it before they get out into the world. But uh, I thank the Lord that uh, they are living with uh, my daughter in her mansion and uh, driving around in her Mercedes and because uh, I raised them up to be uh, successful. I raised them up to be uh, 
forward thinking and to think for themselves and to work hard, pray hard, give hard, and they have done that. And God has blessed my daughter Danny tremendously and my daughter Danita for they lived together. And so it's a beautiful situation and they're still helping me in the ministry big time. More now than ever, really. And uh, and I told my daughter Danny when we were making the uh, plans and transitioning and so forth. I hope you be able to handle these attitudes. You know how teenagers going into adulthood are now. So she said, "Yes, sir. I, I know." She has several degrees in psychology. I guess she's going to use some psychology on them. And, uh, and I use some other things, but uh, <laughs> uh, I hope they don't team up on her and gang up on her. But anyway, uh, uh, they did a wonderful job with me, with the ministry, with the business, and they're doing even more so. Uh, they're doing they're doing more so now in a great way <clears throat> and so I give God the glory for that they had to rise up and be the mother to their siblings and they had a mother in the house a physical mother but who was not a mother that's just the reality and I say these things because there are thousands and millions of other children who had to be raised by a mother who was unloving, mean, and hateful, did not want to hug her children, and all of that kind of demonic foolishness. And yes, I made her hug the children, and I made her say, I love you. That's right. You doggone right I did. I don't care if, you, I don't care if that's the American way or not. Well, how you can't make him? I did. I surely did. Because, see, sometimes it doesn't matter whether you mean it. The kids need to hear the words. Sometimes people just need to hear the words, whether you mean it or not, you devil. One of the problems, though, being in the empty nest, my children used to tell, tell on her. When she stole my cashews, uh, and because uh, she doesn't want to act, ask for them, she she wants to steal them. And uh, God woke me up last night. I caught her tiptoeing around the bed to get to my cashews, and uh, I said, "What are you doing?" I said, "God woke me up." I said, "What are you doing?" I caught her. Midwalk, and uh, oh, I'm looking for the fan, uh, the fan, the fan right here. Oh, 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 okay. And then I, I got up to go to the bathroom, and she had she had already taken my cashews. And she dropped them on the side of the bed. And I had them on the bed beside me. And uh, she dropped them on the side of the bed. And I walked back in the room. I saw them. I said, you lying devil. Now see, my children would have caught her and said, and told me. 
Papa, Mommy is stealing your cashews again. These are the things. And see, you say, well, how, how is it that she's stealing you and she's your wife? We don't have it like that. I hope you have it like that. Well, I, I don't. We don't have that. Uh, we don't have it like that. See, she has to ask, which I've taught her to do and trained her to do for years. In the early years, just ask. You can have a whole bag of cashews like me, uh, but you need to humble yourself and ask, and don't steal. And, and 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 so forth, and, and and I share these things uh, because this is the kind of stuff that causes people to get divorces, and I don't want to see you get a divorce. We're not getting a divorce because because of God's agape love in my heart. I have no control over that love. She's already forgiven. She does not even have to ask for it. Now I did ask, I did make her uh, confess the truth. And ask for forgiveness, as I have done thousands upon thousands of times over the past 34 years. You, she, still, she still has to do that, but, you know, I, I think it's just wicked childishness is all it is to me. Pride, stubbornness. When she can have some if she asked. I bought her some nuts, too. Isn't it interesting how there are people in this world... That they don't want what you gave them. They want what you have. And 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 see, let me tell you something. Because I, as you know, I don't believe my wife is saved. I'm praying for her. But let me tell you something. See, I believe she does that not because she wants the cashews. Is a is a Saint Augustine thing. She loves the thrill of stealing something behind my back while I'm asleep. It's not. She's not hungry. She just got. She had just got through eating, and drunk a shake. Bigger plate of food and drunk a shake. She loves the act of stealing. You got somebody like that in your family? And I'm I'm helping you, and I'm I'm telling you how you deal with it. You, you, maybe she's a, what is it? A kleptomaniac? Yeah. People who have money, who have what they need in the house, but they love the thrill of stealing from somebody, trying to get over on somebody. See, the problem with that is if you would steal from me and lie to me, but we'll swear up and down in God's name that you have never committed adultery of any kind, not even in your heart. And swear up and down that you've never even been tempted with a man. That puts, when you, when you steal from me and, and in, the, in the middle of the night while I'm asleep and lie to me about it. And I, gotta, I got to catch you in the lie, which I always do. That puts everything else you say in question. See? And you, you continue to destroy the trust. I mean, if there's any left. And some of you got people in your family like that. 
I hope it's not a spouse. But some of you got spouses like that. And hopefully this is a deterrent for her that she would not do that again. Because I'm in a mode now, God has given me a li the liberty uh, uh, to be in a mode now to just tell the truth and shame the devil. I've already raised my children by the grace of God. And by the grace of God, I have done it well. I have complete peace about what God has blessed me to do. And he's the one who did it. And and uh, and 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 the three, pardon me, the three who launched out of my home after being here for a long time. God blessed them. They were successful right from the get-go in what they did. And I want the same for my other four. And I hope that uh, my daughter Danny and Danita and Daniel uh, will uh, not allow them to get away with anything. They can't stop them. They can't punish them. But to remind them of the principles that made, that made them successful before the age of 30. And I'm thankful because it's a, it's a, my daughter told me, she said, I want my father to rest. I want you to rest. And I want you to make whatever appointments you need to make. And you don't need this stress uh, of dealing with adult children in your house. I will take care of it. I'll, all the stuff that needs to be done, and I'll take care of it. And, and I appreciate that. And it's only God who can make you land after the journey of faith and service to God that we have been on. Only God can make you land so beautifully. God can launch you beautifully. God can walk with you. On the journey, beautifully, leading you, guiding you. Uh, but it's not always pretty. But it's a wonderful thing when he makes you land on the other side. Beautifully, and all set up. And to ease you into it. And your children are doing well and are in a beautiful, safe place. Uh, with... The rich white folks <laughs> living in a mansion. That's only, only God can do that. And so I give him the glory, praise, and honor. I heard from my son, my oldest son, last night, and he sent me some money and he texted me. I guess he wanted me to know that he sent some money or something, I don't know. Uh, but he texted me. Uh, last night uh, and sent me some money too and so 
I give God the glory for that. Now, you say, well, how could it, how could it be that your wife is so devilish and the children turn out so well because I insisted. I blocked her from messing with them. I blocked her from hurting them. I blocked her. And I raised them by myself. I made her do the dirty work. Changing of diapers and all. I never changed a diaper in my life. That was that was that was uh, not even considered. She washed all of the dishes, and she didn't have to, but because my girls saw that she was not going to do her job like she was supposed to as a mother, they rose up, and I asked them to fix food for the family and all of that and they did it like champions do the shopping too and my wife had to wash the dishes to this day she's never had a break from washing dishes okay and we had a, we had a, a mansion house six bedrooms four baths four car garage uh, on Pork Chop Hill. Beautiful. And just a blessing. And uh, uh, we had a beautiful, uh, you know, had a great dishwasher. You know who used it? Every now and then the, the girls used it to do something. Uh, you know, special. They hardly used it. But I didn't let her use it. You say you didn't let her use it. No, I did not. You know why? Because in every house we were in, I had told her from Jump Street when we first got married, I said, you cannot scrape food into the sink hole, whatever you call it, because you're gonna, we're gonna have uh, a problem. It's gonna get stopped up. She didn't want to take the time to put the food scraps into the trash can. She wanted to just put it in the drain. And we had a drain. We had a drain that you put some stuff down and then you, you know, eat it up. Yeah, we had that too. I, 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 I didn't let her. I didn't let her do it. You know why? Because she was not obedient to me in the, uh, in the other houses where we didn't have all of that, and we always had a problem with a stopped-up sink. Every time, because she would, con in disobedience, put the food down into that hole and, 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 and then you're gonna you're gonna have a leap you're gonna have a stoppage uh, stop up situation yeah okay okay listen to me I'm helping you all of those things are past now and so when we got the big mansion uh, I didn't let her use the little thing that grinds up stuff that's in the sink and I didn't let her use the dishwasher. I made her wash the dishes the regular way and do not and I told her don't put any food down in this drain. And I meant it.
And so the whole long time that we lived in that house, she didn't have the benefit of using that dishwasher. And the dishwasher worked fine. I can, I can see in my mind's eye, I can remember in my mind's eye, my daughter, Danita. Because he, here's what we did. Here's, I, I, I just remembered. Here's what we did. We would let her wash the dishes the old-fashioned way. And then the girls of the, and, and I, if we really wanted our dishes clean, sure enough, we would put them in the dishwasher. She would have to clean them first, completely. And I, I, I remember right now my daughter, Danita, going in and to Dollar General or Walmart and having fun choosing what kind of packet we were going to put in the dishwasher. Cascade. Most time we got Cascade. It was a beautiful thing. Okay. You said, man, that sounds like punishment. It was. You don't, you don't do what I tell you. You're going to suffer the consequences. A woman. And, and you say, well, I, 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 was there, I would have just left. Well. That's why I thank God I didn't marry you. And let me just say this. Thank God I didn't marry you. <laughs> you devil. You do that to your husband, see. You won't do that with me. But let me just say this to you. Even in marriage, God is in control. And all things work together for the good. See, see, my mother wanted me to marry a beautiful young lady that, you know, our families knew and everything. But see, I, I, I told you yesterday how my mother and, and my grandmother and my Aunt Ella, how they are. They control things from the kitchen table and they talk about their children to me in crazy ways. And and listen, I, I, and I'm going to say something that I, I I I don't understand. My aunt Ella had a daughter named Gail. Lawyer, an attorney. I hear that she died young. Then all of a sudden, my brother who. Uh, I went down to see him. He was almost suicidal while he was in college, and I gave him. I went and got him some vitamin, some vitamins, and some pet pills. He wrote me back and told me it changed his life, and he was energetic and he was getting his work done. See, uh, uh, let me just tell my children again who are participating in this service. You need to take a, a, a natural vitamin. You can handle life better if you get all the vitamins in you, especially with all the junk that you're eating. And I knew this from my brother because I, I did it after I got saved. My skin cleared up. Man, I was able to do a whole lot of work and so forth. And I've told my 
wife and children this. My wife in her pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness to this day does not want to take her vitamins. The doctor can give her some pills. She doesn't even want to take them. I got to make her take her own medicine. See, see, you can see stuff and hear stuff on the front end, but you don't know what's going on, on, on behind the scenes in any marriage or family, people. You wouldn't know this if I didn't tell you. But anyway, my brother died young. I don't know. And something is wrong somewhere to me. And, and he had an engineering degree. They were doing quite well. Then I had an uncle, I mean, uh, cousin, Gail's brother who died young. What is, you know, I, and I, I, I'm just going to tell you, I just have wondered, is it the grandmothers and the mothers and them gossiping about them, talking about them, putting expectations on them? And, uh, what? What is it? But anyway, uh, I knew my mother wanted to keep tabs on me, like uh, my grandmother kept tabs, grandmother Beeman kept tabs on her children. Now my grandmother Timmy, she didn't do that. She raised them and, and that was it. If you raise them right, then leave them alone. Always in your business and who you're dating, who you're marrying, and and, and who you got married to, and uh, I don't know what happened to Gail. I don't know really what happened uh, to my brother, to be honest with you. And I have questions about how my father died. Something is not right. Something is wrong somewhere. And these same group of women who do all the talking about their children and they they, they, are, they don't have they don't have a psychology degree but they 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 think they're psychologists and they can and and, and they'll, they'll lay something on you on their child well you know that he's uh you know uh got this uh, he's uh, uh worried about this and and and, and and, and, and before you know it, they, they, the child is acting like you, all nervous and uh, facing a nervous breakdown because that's all you talk about is a nervous breakdown. I heard so much about a nervous breakdown when I was growing up. I, it just, what, is, what is a nervous breakdown? But y'all are all supposed to be saved. And Christians. So, you know, I have to deal with that kind of thing. But what I was going to say to you, my wife wanted, my mother wanted me to marry a young lady. And I suspected that she wanted me to do so, to keep tabs on me and control my life. So, now, quite frankly, quite frankly, I'm just speaking the truth. We got along better than 
my Jamaican wife, Marika White, who is here with me today. And I was seeing both of them at the same time. And uh, we had more fun together and all of that. But I, got, I found out later that my mother was indeed talking to her and coaching her to try to hook me. And uh, I was not going to have that for the rest of my life. To me, that's a curse. That's worse. Listen to me. That's worse than my marrying my Jamaican wife and having to deal with her uh, pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness. To me. So, let me just tell you again. Whoever you married, all things work together for the good. It's a, it's a God thing. It's a God thing. All of that works together for the good to those who love God. And so I, I would rather be married to the wife I have now as devilish, as stubborn, as proud, as rebellious as she has been than to marry somebody else. Even at, the, even at this time, even at this point. Now, if she dies by God's hand, not mine, but I, I don't think like that, then I would consider getting married to somebody else. Because I've got to have it. I, has to, I, I have to have the loving. If you know what I mean. Okay? And she's free to do the same. She told me she's not, but she's free to do the same. And to this day, she marvels, as mean as she can be, she marvels. And she said it to me several times, I never thought God would use you the way that he has and that he is. She's, 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 she marvels at that. She's in shock over what God has done. And she's amazed, and one of the reasons why I believe she's still with me is because she knows God is with me. Because she's seen God work thousands of miracles, and so have my children. And I don't want my children to forget that. They're blessed because of how God led me to raise them, and my praying over them to this very day. And so, you husband, you do what God leads you to do. Don't worry about what your wife is saying and doing. Don't worry about what your children are saying and doing, even when they become adults. You just keep on praying for them, keep on loving them, and, and doing what God called you to do. Put Him first. That's the main thing you better do. And then God will bless you. As long as He stays first, and Mama ain't first, and talking about yeah, happy life, happy, happy wife, happy life. No, no, no. It don't matter whether my wife is happy or not. I'm going to have a happy life anyhow. And I want all you men to be the same way. You can't ratchet down to her uh, up and downness and sadness and pitifulness and periods. And, and, and no, no, no. That's, and, 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 and some women are like a fly trap that try to pull you into that. And then they, they, they're, they're 
spit you out because they sick and tired of you being so effeminate and weak. They would rather for you to stay a man, cheerful, joyful, and happy, and keep her laughing, belly laughs, uncontrollable laughs. Okay? She wants somebody to be strong in the marriage and the family. She wants somebody to be happy. Or she won't say that. So why not you? You be happy. You be cheerful. You be joyful. She does not want a man that she can bring down into her dumps of sadness and pitifulness and up and downness and moodiness. She wants you to be the same at least. Now she should be the same too. But there's only a few women who are that way. And men love women like that. They're the same every day. When they get up, they're the same. Go to bed the same all throughout the day. The same. They love it. Men love women like that. Uh, we call women like that a, tr a trooper. A happy camper. I believe Kate is that way. Pr Princess Kate. Now, I don't know her personal life, but... Uh, uh, it seems to me that she's that way, and she's she's a better royal than all of them except the queen, because the queen is that way. The queen is down for it, Jack. She's made some missteps and messed up some things, and it's going to ruin the kingdom. But uh, she did the doggone thing. Queen Elizabeth did the doggone thing, buddy. Whatever it was that God wanted her to do, she did it, as far as the queen is concerned. She's the best, I believe she's going to go down as one of the best monarchs ever, outside of David and uh, uh, Solomon. Far too many men down through the years. You thought your wife wanted you to go down into her dungeon of sadness and pitifulness and moodiness and meanness and hatefulness and oh, why are you not happy, honey? Why are you sad, honey? Why can I buy you something? May I buy you something? Something? May I touch you? Uh, uh, and and you say all the wrong dumb things, and she said no, 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 and there you go, you sad and in the down in the dumps. She does not need that. You are to bring her up to where you are. And you need to put a stop to all of that moodiness and foolishness. We have a job to do. See, this is what I already told my, I told my wife. We have a job to do, baby. Okay? And you're going to do your job. Do you know that women, you got to tell them to do their job? Thank God for the few you don't. Who they're troopers and let's get on with it. See, that's the mentality of Queen Elizabeth. That's the mentality of Kate. Let's get on with it. All this foolishness. I'm not crazy about all of this. But since I married into this, and since I am the queen, and since I am the princess and the future queen, uh, let's get on with it. Let's get it done. Let's do what needs to be done. See, that, that's the kind of woman you need to be wives let's get the job done let's do what we're supposed to do uh, the English have a phrase something along the lines stay calm and carry on just, just, just carry on this is why we love the Queen this is why we love Kate Kate can care less about this all this stuff 
But her mentality that she's picked up evidently from the queen and she's got it in her naturally somehow from her family, her mother, or whatever. Let's get on with it. We have to go to the Bahamas and do the little parade and riding in the car and all this. So let's get on with it. And so let's, we might as well enjoy it since we have to do it. That's my mentality. Let's enjoy the ride while we're doing something that may be difficult. Huh? And we need more men to be that way. All of this complaining and whining and bitching and witching and, and sad and pitiful all the time. Yet you claim to be a child of God. You're a devil and you're lost and on your way to hell. Because see, one of the things that Jesus will teach you, the Holy Spirit will teach you, is to control yourself even when you don't want to do certain things. And to act right with the right attitude and spirit by choice. Dennis Prager, who is a lost man who does not, who is not even saved, or who does not have Jesus, said and lives. You can be as happy as you want to be. That's that's a human choice. Even in the midst of pain and grief, you can still be pleasant, still be joyful, particularly if you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. Now that's all free. I have not even started yet. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial. Family, we deal with the family. And I, I may not even touch on the family too much today in, the, in our family segment because I've already done so. And uh, evangelistic service. You say, Preacher, why you love this long service so much? Because it is the. Let, let me just be real with you. Let me, let me just kind of tell you why. It is the most practical service. It's a workman's service. It's a disciple's service. Because we do it all in this one service. And yes, it may take a little bit longer most times. But that's because of me. I can, I can restrict it. I did it one day. I did it one day last week. I can bring it down now. But I'm here. This is my life. And so you can, you can come in and come out and go eat some chicken and then you know come back in again uh, sometimes I preach that long I teach that long and so I mean there, there are people who they, they, they start with me and uh, they'll take a break come back I'm still here this is my life this is what I do and I'm here for the glory of God and for you to help you get through the most difficult time in your life. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. Episode number 600.
and 11 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 17, verses 1 through 10. Shall we pray together? Meaning, you pray yourself. Don't just listen to me pray. I'm not here to entertain you. I told you this is a practical service. This is a doer's service. This is a disciple's service. This is a workman's service. Okay? And by the way, if the Lord Terrace is coming and we live, I'll be back tonight to preach the Just Jesus series. Now, I know all of you love the Just Jesus series. We have our biggest crowds on the Just Jesus series. Probably because uh, most of you know I'm not going to say crazy, some crazy things in that service. I'm free willing more in this service. And, uh, and so you, you, you feel safer in the Just Jesus, which has been going on for over 2,000 days. And uh, <clears throat> so, if you want to leave me now and come back later, that's fine. Uh, if you're going to get Sunday dinner, you can listen to me in the car. I was listening to myself in the car the other day, two days ago, I think. Uh, and my, uh, I know my, my wife, she trips out when I say, man, I tell you that, man, that man can preach. That, I, I tell her that all the time. But I tell you, you hear that? I said, that man is something else. That, that man is, that man can preach, man. I tell you what. And every now and then I listen to myself and I marvel at what God has done. But most of us preachers, we hate listening to ourselves. And, uh, and that's, that's the case with me. I don't listen to myself much. I just go ahead and preach and that's going to be it. That's the last time I hear of it. Uh, but anyway, let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, and your forgiveness. I praise you and thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And uh, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And Holy Father God, 
for those of us, Lord, who are saved, we individually confess, Lord, our sins, our failures, and our faults. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive, Lord, for those of us who are saved, forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins and my faults and failures and uh, wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I pray that for those of us who are saved, please deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right and do that which is pleasing in your sight. Wash all of our sins away from our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, I pray, <coughs> pardon me, Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, help all of us who are saved by your grace, who truly have believed in you, Help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, <coughs> our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost, the irreligious and the, the religious, the religious folks in the church who are lost. Lord, based upon my wife's track record, uh, Lord, I believe that she is a tear and not born again, not saved, and refuses to get saved only because of her pharaohistic uh, Jamaican-style pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness, which is very dangerous. And I pray that you would take it out of my children, who I believe are saved, but because I led all of them to you, Lord, as you know, at the age of seven, on their birthday. <clears throat> Lord, help them to confirm that. Help them to examine themselves and make sure that they're in the faith. And uh, help them, Lord, to understand your holy word, Lord Jesus Christ, that you said, If you love me, keep my commandments. But Lord, I pray... Lord, today, for the salvation of the soul of Marika White, I pray, Lord, that she would allow you to save her soul and to change. She knows that as a Christian, she ought not to be stealing from her husband. She knows that as a Christian, she ought not to be rebellious and proud and stubborn and disobedient. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
that she would not only believe in you, but that she would repent of her sins. And I pray, Lord, that thousands and millions of other women, wives and mothers and husbands and fathers would examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. I pray for uh, the complete salvation of my uh, of her mother and of her aunts and I pray for the complete salvation to obedience of my mother and my two sisters and uh, others in the family. For the four of us, we were the only ones left. I believe that my dad is in heaven and I believe that my brother is in heaven. And uh, for he was devastated when my dad died. Uh, and uh, so, Lord, I pray for the salvation of all of our family members on both sides. Have your Holy Ghost to never give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe, and in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Lord, we pray that you would lift our, for those of us who are saved and who are willing to confess our sins and to repent of our sins, same thing goes for those who are seeking healing in my family, that they will be willing to confess their sins and repent of their sins so that they can be blessed with the lifting of burdens and guilt and care and worry and anxieties troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts and minds, souls, and spirits. Fill us, Lord, with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would deliver us also from distresses and afflictions with lessons learned. Lord, do not, I pray, please, do not take away our distresses and our afflictions and tribulations and troubles if we have not learned the lessons that you want us to learn. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Thank you for your freedom and liberty, and at the same time, Lord, thank you for troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. Thank you, Lord, for distresses and afflictions. Thank you, Lord, for persecution from the outside and even from my own family. Lord, I would not trade any of my troubles and problems and... Uh, temptations and so forth. Lord, uh, for anything in the world, I count it all joy. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would save the souls of those who fight against me, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White, for she's loaded uh, as the 
folks say, loaded for bear. This morning she woke up with hell in her. Hell was in her throughout the night. And, uh, uh, and hell is in her right now. And I do pray that you would cast the devil, the demons of hell and hell itself out of her heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Help her to lay aside her pride to admit her sins and wrong. And uh, as she did one time, help her to do it again on her own and to truly come to know you as Savior, to be baptized in your Holy Spirit. But God, I pray at a heart, mind, tongue, attitude, and temperament that she will not sin against you. And I pray the same for all of my children, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. Lord, uh, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts. Lord, from all of our family, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and deliver us from all of our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Lord, uh, help us to understand the importance of confessing our sins and repenting of our sins and doing right by you by being obedient to you. Deliver us also, Lord, today from all spiritual and mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. Deliver us, Lord, uh, everybody, Lord, as you have done so far, from mass housing crisis, food crisis, utilities crisis, and uh, medical crisis. Uh, thank you for remembering mercy in the midst of chastisement, judgment, and rebuke. And Lord, because we all know it could be far worse, and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Help us to learn our lessons. Uh, and Lord, I thank you for your chastisement and your rebuke. I thank you, Lord, for... Um, your judgment and the punishment that you put down upon people to help them know that we have offended you and to give them another chance to come to know your Savior because you're not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. That is the reason why you are patiently waiting. And I thank you for all of what you have done and for all that you're doing. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, today for the protection of my family and all other Christian families, people who name the name of Christ, individuals as well. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and the wall of your holy fire. 
throughout this day. Help all of us, Lord, who are born again and saved, to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And Lord, those who have sinned against you grossly or in any way, Lord, help your people to get back up and to serve you. And Lord God in heaven, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. And lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, through wretched people like we are, so that others may see him. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Proverbs chapter 17, verses 1 through 10. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. A wise servant shall have rule over a son that causeth shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. The fining pot is for silver, and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. Excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. A gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it. Hath it whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. A reproach entereth more into a wise man than an hundred stripes into a fool. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Help us 
Lord to love it more, to cherish it more, to respect it more, and to obey it more, and to apply it to our lives more. And then, Lord, for those of us who you have called to preach, help us to teach your holy word, help us to preach your holy word, help us to read your holy word, to comprehend it and to understand it, and to preach your holy gospel to others. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, and for sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service number 806, by the way, since the plague came in a little bit after that, God led me to do this service. One of the greatest privileges, one of the greatest joys of my life, and I've had many. And I give God the glory, praise, and honor. And even to this day, as old as I am, as uh, I look forward to this service. I, I can't explain it to you. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third, and the son of Daniel White Jr., the grandson of Daniel White Sr. out of New Bern, North Carolina, or as we say, North Kakalaki. President of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Episode number 993, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it. It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved by the grace of God from the wrath of God to come and saved by the grace of God through believing in Jesus Christ from the eternal burning hell by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world according to John the Baptist 
For he said these wonderful, loving, and most important words to mankind. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend? Are you saved from the wrath of God that's coming upon this earth? Are you saved from the eternal burning hell and lake of fire? Lake of fire? Uh, please understand that you are a sinner. Therefore, you are a criminal against God's heaven. And you are a criminal in his sight. For you have broken his Ten Commandments and even more. For we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care if you're Bezos. Uh, I don't care if you are the head of a car company. Uh, Elon Musk. I don't care if you've been to space or not. I don't care how beautiful and fine you are as a woman. I don't care if you think you're handsome as a man. I don't care how, how much education you have or how smart you think you are. You might as well come off your high, high horse, your prideful horse, and come on down here with us, the rest of us sinners. We're all sinners. I am a sinner. By nature and by choice. And you are a sinner by nature and by choice. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even the pastor of the largest church in America. Joel Osteen is a sinner, as nice as he seems. And he would tell you that. And Joyce Myers is a sinner, and she'll tell you that. We're all in the same boat. But you need to get, as far as sin goes, but you need to get on the old ship Zion that's going to heaven. And so you need to understand also to do that, that the wages of sin is death. In other words, the payment for all of your sins, all of your lying, all of your stealing, all of your robbing, all of your uh, lusting after people in your heart, all of your covetousness of what other people have, all of your uh, dishonoring and disrespecting your parents, whether you're young or old, all of your uh, dishonoring God and disobeying God, 
and taking his name in vain. That's just five or six of the Ten Commandments. And we all have broken more than that. And we have broken some of the sins repeatedly. Some of us, many of us, are living in sin. We're living in a lie right now that we concocted 20 years ago, 15 years ago. You're still living that lie. So you're living in sin. And God wants you to understand that he put you on a beautiful ball called earth. He gave you the privilege to live and to see the sun and the moon on this beautiful ball called earth, swirling around, hanging on nothing but him, his word. And if he will allow us to die because of our sins, and he will, that's a punishment. That's not, that's not fun times when you die. That's a punishment from God. You need to understand that if you don't believe, as Jesus Christ said, in the most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what Jesus said to you. If you don't believe in him as he tells you to do, you need to understand that God will allow you also to go to hell to burn forever. Make no mistake about it. Yet God loves you. But you must understand, do not think you know God like that. We got people who are acting foolishly thinking they know God like that. That, oh no, God is not going to send me to hell. God does not send people to hell. He's too loving. You don't know God like that, man. I'm telling you what the Bible says, what Jesus said from his own mouth. That if you don't believe in him and believe in the gospel he preached and the gospel itself, the good news that Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, by the power of Almighty God, therefore he is the one and only, only begotten Son of God. God's blood was running through his veins. John the Baptist saw him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the whole world. No more prophetic words have ever been said by the last prophet. Jesus Christ is the forever sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world.
And all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him, have faith in him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. For he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins. I said our sins. Red, yellow, black, and white were all precious in God's sight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in him today, dear friend. As sure as you're looking at me, if you don't, if you refuse him because you love uh, your darkness rather than light, as he said. You love your sin more than you love righteousness and getting right with God by believing in his son and start following him. You love your jam, jam, boogie lifestyle. You love whoring around and whoremongering around more than you love getting saved from the burning hell. Go ahead. Go right ahead if that's what you want to do. But I would strongly encourage you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn around and start following him. And he'll help you do all of that. So dear friend, if you want to get saved from hell today, because he said, Jesus Christ said, who by the way preached more on hell than anybody in the Old Testament or the New Testament. He said, the flames of hell shall never be quenched, shall never be quenched, shall never be quenched. Don't let your pride cast you into hell. Don't let your party lifestyle cast you into hell. I heard something recently that the devil had a meeting with some demons. Demon number one, demon number two, demon number three. And he asked them, he asked those demons, demons, how can we damn more souls to hell? One demon said, well, we can tell them that there's no God. And the devil said, no, no, that's not going to work because uh, they can just look around and see there's a God. Devil number two said, we can tell them that the Bible is not true. And the devil said, no, that's not going to work. They can sense the power in the Bible. And then devil number three said, I'll tell you, devil, what we can do. We can tell them that there's no hurry. They have all the time in the world to do that. And the devil said to demon number three, you are a genius. We can damn millions of souls to hell by just telling them that lie. That they have all the time in the world to get saved. 
because we know they don't. Today, my dear friend, is the day of salvation. The Bible says, tomorrow is not promise you. I want you to remember something. And I remember it. I think about it. That as I walk into a Walmart to get some tape or something, I just plan on being in there a few minutes. But as I'm walking through the door, I am reminded that I may not walk out alive. Do you remember the people in the grocery store in Buffalo? Remember that if you go to a 4th of July parade or some other parade, you may not get home. You remember Highland Park, Chicago? Just this year. You may work at a school like they worked at the school in Uvalde and little children went to that school. And the world has not gotten over that one yet. Even the media can't get over it. People who are hardened to news can't get over it. Well, you can go to an elementary school down in the veil and never come out alive. So I want you to remember that as you make your decision to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you or not. In the words of Dr. Billy Graham, You have a decision to make. It's your choice. God is not going to make you, and I can't make you. But we're getting ready to pray right now the sinner's prayer. I would strongly encourage you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not your religion, not your baptism when you were 12 years old. Not your going to church, not your serving in the church. You can serve in the church every day and still be lost and on your way to hell. You can give a million dollars to the church and still die and go to hell. You don't have enough money to buy this salvation. That's why it's free. Because there's nobody, nobody in this world has enough money to buy this salvation. God can't be bought. He can't be bought off or bribed. Nor can Jesus. You don't have enough money to pay for this salvation. There's nothing you can do to gain this salvation but believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, that hurts your pride, I know, because we always want to pay our way. We always want to do something so that we can feel like we earned something. You can't earn this salvation, man, woman. See, that's, that, that's what kills you. It just kills you that you can't do anything for it. So you can point back to it and say, I did it with your proud self. See, that's why you don't want to do this. But this is a free gift. And all you can do with a free gift is take it and be thankful for it. 
So if you want to receive the free gift of salvation that Jesus Christ has provided for you by suffering and bleeding and dying on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and you want to get on the good ship Zion on its way to heaven, all aboard right now. Believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. And believe that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. Call on his name, for the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and I lay aside my pride knowing that I cannot save myself. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save and transform my soul and spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change from my evil ways to your good ways. Help me to truly repent of all of my sins and to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name, Lord Jesus, I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just prayed that prayer with me and believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose again from the dead by the power of God, I declare to you based upon the word of God that you are now saved, and may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. And that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and calling on his name in prayer to save your soul. Now to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. That little book will give you the next steps you need to take to be the disciple, the Christian that God wants you to be. 
And also, if you have trusted the Lord as Savior, uh, email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com or gospellighthouseofprayer.com and let us know so that uh, we can pray for you and rejoice with you that you got saved and send you some more material. And so, dear friends, uh, at this time, we're going to resume our service already in progress. That is the 806th Standing Between the Living and the Dead service at the point of the uh, Bible study, which if you just got saved, this will be your first Bible study. And so, beloved, today we're reading Malachi 4.1. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. And dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 4 verse 1. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of God's Holy Spirit and the help of the BKC, the Bible Knowledge Commentary. Let me help you to understand that as a sinner, you need help to get saved. As a saint, you're still going to need help in this life. So you need to come off your high horse of pride and understand at times in life, in this life, you're going to need some help. And God's going to expect you to help others when they need some help. Uh, there's some people up in Kentucky. They're having floods that they haven't seen in hundreds of years. And they need help. See, once the, once the water gets to your windows and it's already over your car, look at me real good. You need help. If it gets to the roof, you need a whole lot of help. See? And, and God allows these things to happen to show us and to remind us that we need Him. The people who got saved today, by the grace of God, they understood that they needed help. Because there are situations in life you can't help yourself. And God allows things to happen to show you that you need help. Lay aside your pride and receive the help that God can give you. 
That's why he wants you to pray without ceasing, saints of God, and pray always, saints of God, and continue instant in prayer, saints of God. He wants you to remember the wonderful parable with the precept in the parable after the precept that Jesus gave, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. God said this over and over and over again. Why? Because he wants you to understand from salvation to sainthood, you need help. A husband needs a help meet for him. His wife ought to be a help to him. Children need help while you are raising them. I remember my oldest daughter, Danny, and all, uh, as the baby. Uh, she was the baby, the little baby. She needed help. She couldn't change herself. She needed help. Growing up, children need help. Let me say something to both sides of my family. My daughter, Nanny, has reached out to you, and she's led the others to reach out to you. I intentionally raised them without you. I intentionally did not want your influence in their lives. I'm talking to my mother. I'm talking to my wife's mother. I'm talking to my sisters. I'm talking to her sisters. Uh, her family, and especially her Lady Macbeth aunts. But don't you mess them up. Because I told my daughter, Nanny, it's okay. That's what you want to do. You're grown now. If you want to uh, reach out to them, that's fine. But do not let them alter you or change you. Don't let them influence you. You influence them. And I, 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 mean, I, I mean that not only for my oldest daughter, Nanny. And I, I know she's very vulnerable because she's never had a mother. She's vulnerable, vulnerable to other women. And uh, even evil women who would like to mess up and foul up her life. And uh, telling her uh, how to get a man or any some mess like that or whatever their way, and, and they know how to do it. Uh, don't mess them up. When they left here, they were doing great, and they have done great in their short lives on their own. You can help them if there's some. You got a, uh, a million dollar inheritance you want to give them and set them up. Give that to them, but don't give it all to them at the same time. Because that's going to make them even worse. I didn't raise them that way. I'm not influenced by money, and they should know that. And they've, they've given generously to me and to the ministry. But you can't control me by any money. And I don't want my children controlled by your money that you might be flashing in their face. Uh, you want to help them financially, help them uh, get this and that. and That's fine. 
but but do not attach anything to it but love I'm telling and I know you're watching right now that's why I'm telling you don't mess them up with your mess that I kept them from throughout their lives so that they can grow up without all of that garbage and hatefulness and bad attitude and bad spirit is already in them from both sides it's a generational curse from both sides that's why I raised them away from you and uh, and you can try to get in between us all you want to it's not going to happen it's not going to work fully because my children know what I did for them and they know I love them and they know by my raising them the way that God led me to raise them I left it all on the field and so when they they left I, I wanted them to be as free of me as they want to be wanted to be and because of some of the garbage in you passed down to them pride stubbornness rebelliousness willful casting the word of God behind your back and you're doing what you want to do on my side of the family pride and stubbornness Jamaican pride and stubbornness Chinese pride and stubbornness on my wife's side Indian Pride and stuff. On my outside, we got Indian, Chinese, white, black, everything coming down the pike. And when you mix all those bloods together, you have a problem. And only Jesus Christ can save you and help you. Okay? So that's already in them. Don't put it in them more and mess up their lives because God will take away every blessing that He's blessed them with. If they follow you. And your life. Uh, has not been that. Beautiful. And, as, uh, and great. And wonderful and dandy. And you had a chance to do more. While they was going up. When we really needed you. So uh, don't, don't mess them up. <clears throat> after I struggled. And fought and prayed. And raised them up by myself. Don't mess them up. And don't try to come in between us. Telling them lies. And devilment. And foolishness. Now because see. Uh, God says vengeance is mine. I will repay. And I want my mother and my sisters. My nieces. My cousins. Whoever you are. To understand. That God said vengeance is mine. I will repay. You know what kind of junk and mess y'all were raised up in and how y'all fussed at each other and hated each other and uh, would go shopping, cussing and fussing at each other and everything else. On my wife's side, some of you are even worse with your pride, stubbornness and rebelliousness and foolishness. Uh, at this point, I believe my brother-in-law has the most sense out of all of you. And, and you ought to be thankful that somebody married your daughter and, uh, and you, you, you're knowing all of the mess that was in her 
and who ironed it out and dealt with it. And now she's been mad than all more. She's been mad longer than all of you combined. You, uh, your mother, you, uh, her mother, uh, you, her mother, and your aunts and other family members. She's been married longer than all of you combined. So don't try to change her. You tried to do it and you failed. So leave her alone and leave my children alone. You want to send some money to help them? That's fine. You got an inheritance of a million dollars you want to pass on down to them? That's fine. I appreciate it. And they will too. However, regulate that money. And don't let my oldest daughter, Danny, can handle it. But don't let the rest of them have that. Have it to be given uh, over, I mean, over years. We appreciate it. So, uh, that's a warning to you. Now, let's move on. God just wanted me to say that to you. I know you're shocked because it came out of the blue. God just told me to tell you that. Back to the Bible study. Malachi, he uh, elaborated on the day of the Lord. As in chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And by the way, let me just say this. I don't want to get with you. I love you. I'm praying for you. I hope you get saved on either side of my family. And I know my daughter, Danny, who never had a mother. She's excited about having a grandmother to say a few words to her, and auntie to say a few words to her about being a woman, her cousins uh, about being, you know, a woman. Danita is too. All of them will be. Why wouldn't they be? But just make sure you say the right things. And I'm telling you, no, I don't want to get with you. I have no desire to do that. Uh, and yet I still love you and pray for you. Because see, I already know you on both sides of the family. I don't need, I don't want to be getting with you for nothing. You did not help us while I was raising these children by myself. Not one dime. The only time you wanted to do something on my side of the family was when you could see them and, and we were we were together. Right? You never you never inquired about us, never helped us. You probably no doubt went behind my back to communicate with one or two of the children. But you did not do anything for these children growing up. So don't try to manipulate them and use them against their father and turn them against their father uh, which would probably be very easy to do. Okay, and no, I'm not interested in having Thanksgiving dinner with you. I'm not interested in having Christmas dinner with you. If that's what they want to do, they can. They're grown people now. And I know how that's going to end. It's going to end with more hurt on their part. And, I, and it's going to hopefully draw them to the Lord more. And drive them to the Lord more. And, and, and certainly you in, in, on both sides of the family who are homosexuals. 
do not, I don't want you to say anything to my children. Uh, you homosexual devils. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. We got some homosexuals in the extended family. And I hope to God that none of my children turn out to be one of them. And by the way, don't let the monkeypox get you. But don't try to turn my children and influence my children to be homosexual friendly, gay friendly, lesbian friendly, or homosexuals and lesbians themselves. Because they got aunts and cousins and siblings, uh, not siblings, but aunts and cousins uh, and friends who are homosexuals. You're going to mess their lives up. And as sure as God has taken away the blessings from this country and from the church for doing so, God will take blessings from them and will take you out for messing with them. I'm not worried about it. I pray for my children every day. I've prayed for my children every day since before they were born. But I, and I assure you, God will mess your life up for messing my children's life. Oh, I know you're listening, and, and, and some, of you, some of you who are not listening, the people who are listening are telling you right now, they're emailing you right now, you need to hear this, you need to hear this. Don't be trying to tell my children that I need to tone it down uh, about preaching against homosexuality, the abomination of homosexuality. It's more than what you know. You don't even understand how dangerous this is. See, because you're blind and lost yourself. You have no clue how much damage this has caused and is causing. I warn, I've been warning people about this for over 12 years now. Even longer than that. Really, I've been preaching against it for years, even before this. So much so that when I was pastoring a church, uh, one of the homosexuals in town got wind that I preached against it and read an article against it. I thought it was just a normal uh, article. He got so mad, he called himself jogging and jogged all the way up on uh, our church uh, portico right in front of the door where people go in and defecate it. Okay? That, that goes back over 20 years ago. See, the, one of the reasons why God led me to preach against it, even to this day, is because that is a line that God does not want you to cross. And now you got AIDS, and now you got monkeypox. Coronavirus was against the church for allowing you homosexuals in the church. Hill Song Church shut down because they allowed homosexuals in the church. Uh... The big church up there in Chicago. Um, Willow Creek. Lost his pastor because he was homosexual friendly. His wife was too. And, and, and over, over, I want to say over 70 to almost 80%, but I'm going to stick with what the stats say. Over 60% of the preachers have quit since the coronavirus came in. Because you know, you know why? 
because some many of them were homosexual friendly. They allowed homosexuals in the church. Some have committed suicide. They betrayed innocent blood. They took 30 pieces of silver. They were paid off. <coughs> and they knew what was going on. They knew what was wrong. Uh, they knew that they were wrong. So I say that to my family members who are gay friendly. Leave my children alone. Leave my children out of it. Now this is a fair warning to you. You can do what you want. They can do what they want. And God and whoever is going to be disobedient to this. Now don't, don't listen. Don't tell me that I can prophesy to the president and tell him the truth. None of my prophecies, none of my predictions have fallen to the ground. I can prophesy to the queen and to pastors who are great, some of them are great men of God and others who are not. And not prophesy to my own wife and to my own children and to my own family members. I, I, I'm, I've been well aware of what you've been doing for years. That's one of the reasons why I, I have no desire to meet with you or talk with you. As far as I'm concerned, the family is not broken at all. And, and, and there's no division whatsoever. you just doing what you want to do. I believe that my mother is not saved. I believe that my sisters are not saved. For they rule over men. They rule over their own husbands. They tried to rule. My mother tried to rule over me. I stopped it. Uh, and uh, and I, I, I have told her recently. That I'm over you in the ministry. There's no doubt about it. You're my mother. And I love you. And you're over me as, 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 as my mother. But as far as the ministry is concerned. You will never be over me. I'm over you. That's a fact. And I have the authority of God to tell you that. And to, and to tell you what to do. And what you need to do is stop calling yourself pastor and bishop and apostle and all of that. Uh, uh, standing over men. And uh, ruling over men. Poor, the poor men in your church for years have been under your demonic Jezebel rule. And, and then you got your daughter set up to do the same thing. Your two daughters set up to do the same thing. Got young women holding, uh, praying, ministering on men. They can't reach the man's head. Got, you got to press his hand up against uh, the, ch uh, the chest of it. Listen, most women know they can't handle that. They can't handle those rippling muscles and pecs m moving. No. And, 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 and I know what they have said. I don't have to be there. <clears throat> you know what they have said? When they got alone with the other girlfriend. Ooh, girl, I felt something. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, he got some muscles. I felt his heart beating in my head. You don't need to, you don't need to be doing that. That's why y'all are committing adultery and fornication. Your husband is gone because he knows some other men in the church that has sex with you. He lives in another town. All kinds of mess has gone on in the church. And there's some things I, I have not said, so I don't want to get it. I don't want to say it. I know some things that I have not said from my mouth. I have, I have, uh, and, I, and I got a question about one thing. I'm not saying it right now. questions in my mind okay so go on about your business 
Going not to leave my children alone. Don't turn them into whores and whoremongers and uh, lesbians and uh, homosexual men like you are. I'm talking to my own extended family. Go on with your nasty selves and do what you are doing. Don't try to turn my women into a ferocious warriors against men. Because none of that is going to work with me. And all you're going to do is uh, end up destroying relationships. Now that's what God wanted me to tell you. Today. And if you missed it. Invite the family members from all over the nation and around the globe. Uh, to listen every time. Because I, I, I'll say it again. And don't get so mad because I preach the truth to the whole world. I'm not just preaching to you. I preach to thousands of people a week. Okay? So it's not just about you. And I will say it again. And so don't get so angry and so mad that you plot with your devilish selves and family members to try to kill me. Because some people in the family and outside of the family will get so mad, homosexuals especially, will get so mad they will want to kill the prophet. And I already uh, have warned you about that. And uh, I have already uh, been informed about things. So uh, there are more people who know about this than you think. <coughs> That's all free. As in chapter 3 verses 2 through 3. The judgment on that day is described as a judgment of fire. The fact that it will burn like a furnace. Stresses not only its intensity. But also its judgmental purpose. It is not a fire that burns out of control. Unlike 3, chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, which emphasized the purification of Israel, in particular the Levites, this passage emphasizes the destruction of the wicked. So complete will be the judgment that the wicked, the arrogant, the proud, and every evildoer, compared to stubble, would not have a root or a branch remaining. My, my, my. That's for some of you wicked family members who want to act like you're so loving now and you never did a loving thing for the children that you're trying to mess up and mess over. Thinking that you're using my children against me. That's not going to happen. They know better. This does not mean annihilation in the sense of cessation of being. The wicked will be resurrected. But rather the complete exclusion of the wicked from God's kingdom. Shall we pray? 
Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for leading me to say what I have said. And Lord, thank you for this Bible study. Thank you for leading me to preach the gospel powerfully and clearly with your help. And Lord, we pray now that you will help people who are wicked to humble themselves and to come to know your Savior. <clears throat> and Lord, we pray that you would revive those who are saved, save those who are lost. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we move to the family segment, as always. We move to the family verses. Yesterday we began uh, three days of hearing what God has to say to husbands. You say, well, preacher, didn't you preach on this before? Yes. And I'm going to say some of the same things over and over again. You know why? Because things are so bad in marriages, even in Christian marriages and families, that it bears repeating. That's how bad things are. And uh, I do this also because uh, my wife was so rebellious and stubborn, pardon me, in the early years of the marriage and family, that God led me to read this entire passage every day for everybody in the family to know their role. And my wife, I believe, would not be here with me right now helping me in the ministry, helping me to get dressed. Even as mean as she is, she still does those things. Uh, she wouldn't be here to do that without this passage being read in her hearing and in the hearing of everybody in the family, along with other passages in our devotions. And so God led me to do this. So it doesn't matter to me whether you like it or not. Ephesians chapter 5 Verses 25 through 32, we may not cover every verse today. We, we did read every verse yesterday. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And so, did I love my wife this morning? Now, here's where the... The sweet evangelicals come in. I'm talking to the sweet evangelicals. Did I love my wife this morning when I caught her stealing, creeping around my bed uh, to try to steal my cashews? And I rebuked her for it and, uh, and made her apologize for trying to steal. I caught her before she could get her, uh, her uh, before she can get them in her mouth. And, uh, and I made her apologize for trying to steal my cashews and for lying. See, just because you're spouses, you, you still have to do things right. 
He said, what did you do after that? I went on back to sleep. I got my cashews. I saw where she had them in her grips, like a thieving devil. And she dropped them when I caught her. Told her she was looking for a fan. The fan was right there. Now, my sweet evangelicals, I ask you, should I have rebuked her for doing that? You say, no, you just don't, you don't, know, you don't say anything to her because she's going to get angry and mad. I don't care about her getting angry and mad. See, if you don't have righteousness going on in your Christian home and trust and truth, you really don't have anything. If you have to tiptoe around people and not tell them the truth, you don't have anything. And And you don't have peace either. It just so happened that last night I didn't really have a taste for the cashews. But tonight I may have a taste for it. And I want my cashews there. I want my whole bag there. And she can ask for what she wants. But our sweet evangelicals have taught for years, don't oh, happy wife, happy life. Don't say anything, man. Just let her go on and steal it. Act like you don't see it. That's what most men would tell young men today. I don't tell you that. Because, see, see, you're hurting her. That's love, too, when you tell her the truth. And you tell her what you don't like along the way. Instead of blowing up, and then you want to shoot somebody and shoot yourself too, and all of that mess, which is happening all across this country. And no, I've never thought of that in my life. Thank God. You know, one of the reasons why, because I don't let stuff fester. I don't let it grow and get, and, 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 uh, and get to the point where I hate her because she does things that I have not been man enough to tell her about. I'm man enough to tell her. And I have done it from day one. And that's love too. And you're not helping your wife if you don't tell her the truth. You're not helping your wife if you don't correct her. You're not helping her. And deep down, believe it or not, She's not even going to feel loved by you by letting you letting her get away with mess that causes a problem. She's not going to feel loved. In fact, she'll be more tempted to get with somebody who will be who will be man enough, bull peep, who will do other things like slap her and whip her behind and and uh, uh, call her a bitch and everything else. And you know what? She'll respond better, sadly, sadly, she'll respond better than him, and she'll want him more than you, who's being all sweet and not saying anything. You're scared to say something because she knows you're scared. I'm not saying I recommend that. I'm saying that you, you cannot be in a situation where you say you love your wife, but you can't tell her the truth. See, God's love looks very different than the sweet evangelical love. 
Well, we just let people just do whatever in the world they want to do, say what they want to say, and everything else. And that's that's not love. That's a devilish love, man. Love, yes, love includes buying your wife something if she's worthy. Taking your wife on a date if she's worthy. But if she's uh, acting like a witch and rebellious and stubborn and disobedient, the dishes stay dirty. No, you're going to stay home and wash the dishes and you're going to cook for me. You can call that punishment or not. And for the women who have not been raised right, you're going to have to do some training, sir. Teaching. And stay with the marriage and benefit from that as time goes on. See, what well, I don't, some of you women say, well, I don't want to be in a marriage like that. We well, don't get married then. And don't get, don't, don't get married at all. Or don't get married to me. Because we're not going to have a marriage if you don't do what I tell you and you don't do what I expect of you and preferably do it on your own. The Bible says, as we studied for three nights, that you are to submit yourself to your husband on your own. He shouldn't have to make you or say anything to you or watch over you or anything like that. But if you're an evil, lying, conniving, manipulating woman, then he's going to have to do that if he's going to be a man in the household. Or you're going to end up in divorce. In divorce court, and I'm sure there's a few more churches out there, a few churches out there who still have divorce care, which is nothing but a glorified uh, uh, dating site for horny married people. And I don't care if you like it or not. That's all it is. Oftentimes run by the wife, the pastor's wife, who she thinks she's Cupid. Okay, yeah, yeah. I said she was mad and so and so, you know. But I think Greg over here uh, would be nice for her. He's divorced too with five children, and, and she's divorced with four children. That is a total disaster waiting to happen. Pastor's wife, shut up. You're not Cupid. You're just a pastor's wife. Stay home and take care of your own children. And stop encouraging women to get divorced and remarried, thinking they're going to be happier. And now some of them are mad at you. They're calling you out for doing that foolishness. If you had kept your mouth shut and left that couple alone, they'd probably still be together. That's not your place, and some of you pastors need to shut your mouth, shut your wives' mouths up. Get them out of the ministry altogether. They're not that well liked by the people in the first place, unless they are godly, virtuous women at home, and that's very few. Get your wife out of the ministry. She she should not be up in the pulpit with you. She should not have a night night to preach. Uh, and, and even the women would rather hear you preach. That's right, I said it and I mean it. They, the, the women would rather hear you preach. And the women don't need a woman preaching to them and justifying their evil, their rebelliousness, their stubbornness. And the women know it. They know they don't need that. And as I told you last night, 
There are many young people. God, I say God is raising up. A new generation of women who are saying, you know what they're saying? Men have gotten a bad rap. They are sympathetic to the men. Women, young women coming up. Telling the older women that all that manipulation and lying and running off at the mouth and disrespect of you don't believe me? Go to TikTok. They're right there telling you how to handle your man, how to love your man, how that they have to take your man and love on him for you. Because you don't know what you're doing, running off at the mouth, having a nasty attitude, not giving that man sex. And the young women are telling you what I've been telling you for years. Men are very easy to take care of. Very easy. You rock him, you rock his world and rock him to sleep in the bedroom. If he does not go to sleep after you, you're not, you have not done your job, baby. Even Tyler Perry told you that. You have not done your job. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, you, you, you're lying there like a, a, a bum on the log. That ain't going to get it. You have to rock his world and rock him to sleep. Okay? And put the, put the remote control by him. Don't put it down on the floor or in the bed and all that kind of foolishness. Because you, you have a hatred in your heart towards him. Make sure he's cool and comfortable. Uh, and, and you let him know that you're going to go to the store. You're going to the mall or whatever. Take your children with you. Don't leave them in the house where he got, he's going to wake up and hear the children crying because they have not been fed and all of that. Take your children with you. And, and, and make sure he's got some food and something to drink right beside him. Here you go, honey. Bam, bam, bam. It could be a turkey sandwich and some chips. And but here's what you say too now: uh, what you want, honey? I'll bring it back for it for you and cook it for you. So when you wake up, you have that, okay? Okay. You do that. You have Allie, You have enough sense to do some simple things like that. Uh, you'll be just fine. And he'll give you the world. And, and, and let you do stuff uh, that you uh, you want to do. Men are very simple. If you uh, uh, if you make that hard, uh, is that's of the devil. It's not hard to take care of man. And if you got a man that requires you to be there with him all the time, always want to be around you and all that kind of thing, then maybe you got an infeminate man. But once you rock his world and take care of him, you can go. He'll be glad to see you go. So love your wife both ways. Gentlemen, love them, yes. If they're good women and they're a good help me to you love them by taking them out on a nice dinner date buy her some clothes give her some money to buy what she wants uh, and stuff like that that's that's good too uh, but if she's wrong about something 
uh, there comes a time when you need to tell her, I've already made my decision, so you might as well shut up. Uh, don't keep talking to me about that. It's over. And she needs to shut up. That's love, too. You know, these women who are always yapping, 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 running over the mouth and, and trying to manipulate you and all that. There comes a time when you love her enough to tell her to shut up, stop all the yapping. The children don't need to hear all of that foolishness. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And that's another thing you need to do to help your marriage and family and to help her to grow. If you don't lead her in prayer, she's probably not going to pray as she should. It's just the nature of the beast. I know that sounds like a male chauvinist pig, but I'm just I'm telling you from experience and from what I know of the nature of women. If you don't pray until they like my mother who's older, she prays. That's good. You know, maybe the older women pray more or whatever because they got to pray for their children that they hurt or whatever. I don't know. But uh, most younger women, they're not going to pray unless you lead them in prayer. And they may not even pray then. So you need to pray with her every day and you need to read the Bible with her and to her. And I'm going to cut it off at that point. Let's pray for others and close and get ready for the next service in about three or four hours. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for the salvation of all families that don't know your Savior. Please guide them to these verses to do your will in the marriage and in the family. I pray for those families that are saved. Revive them again and help them, convict them to do right based upon these words found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Help them to understand that their marriage and, and their family is never going to work if they don't do it your way. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for that idea. And I pray for the salvation of the lost in general, individually, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning all around the world. We pray for all Christian people, people who name the name of Christ. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. Point right here. Point this on that.
I hear something I should not be hearing. No, no, just pointing this right here on that. That's good. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all people who are in the ministry of government from the president on down around the world and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem that they would do your will save those who are lost revive those who are saved uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of the lives of those who have that problem and do away with and take off of the forces those who are bad apples not only in the uh, ministry of government but in the ministry of the church and Holy Father God we pray that you would protect all of your people uh, who are being persecuted around the world and Lord we pray now for a few people by name but we do pray for the millions as we have who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and the deaths uh, from the coronavirus plague and sickness from the coronavirus plague we pray for a few by name we pray Lord for the family and friends of New Jersey Dr. Daniel William Dragoni we pray for the family and friends of Serbia resident Kwanko Papa Kwanko we pray for the family and friends of Serbia resident Daya Doriki we pray for the family and friends of Albania resident Agon Asalani. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Serbia resident Luis Lala. And now, Lord, we pray for all of the prayer requests that have come in, the new ones, and we pray, Lord, for the thousands of others. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon uh, all of them. And we pray that you would protect them from the plagues that are among us. We pray now, Lord, also today by name for Patrick and his needs and the needs of others. Please renew his hunger for your word, give him joy, bless him with goals and hobbies, give him discernment on which group of Christians he should fellowship with, deliver him from anger and enable him to be a good father figure for an orphan boy who he knows. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. We thank you for the Sunday service at Kabula Church. Please supply all their needs individually and as a ministry during tough times. Protect them and provide them with the food they need throughout the August election period. We pray for Robin. Please stop breast cancer from reoccurring in her body and heal her body from the severe side effects of the medication. And now, Lord, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. And we pray that they would all grow in the faith and stand strong in the faith. We pray for Lindsay, Yvonne, Januka, Mary, and Matty. 
And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Jesus Christ. We pray for Franco, and we pray for the thousands of others who have done the same. Maria, Myrna, Rosa, Veronica. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. As we listen to the old hymns of the faith, my dear friends, uh, let's pray and then I'm going to salute you and Lord willing, I will see you after a while, by and by. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for what you have done, for what you're doing. And Lord, I pray that you would save those who are lost before it is eternally too late. Revive those who are saved. And Lord, even rebuke and bind the devil from my wife, Marika White, as she handles the music, that she would do it well. And timely for your glory, your praise, and your honor. And then, Lord, I pray that you'll grant us a great afternoon meal, get a little rest, and Lord, uh, energize us, uh, Lord, to come back for the next service, Lord, this evening. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen and amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you pray without ceasing if you are a saved child of God. Meditate on the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Lord willing, I'll see you in a few hours. God bless you.